Hello, and welcome back to A Bite Out of Bethel, where food is not just about gaining nourishment, but about sharing culture, memories, and love. Today's guest is Delilah Hodge, an itinerant special education teacher, and my mom. Hi, thank you so much for joining me today. My pleasure. I've listened to the show for quite some time, and I've always wanted to be on. Oh. Well, if I can ask, what is your ethnicity? I am African American. Awesome. So am I. <laughs> Please describe your family and the place you grew up. Okay, so I have a large family on both sides. I grew up in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, with my mom's side of the family. And even though my mom was one of three children, my grandmother was one of 12. So between my grandmother's brothers and sisters and their children and their children's children, there was tons of cousins and uncles and aunties and just, just a lot of people in Philadelphia. That side of the family came from Virginia. So a little, t- um, not even a town, just it's pretty much country, just country. You've been there, Tamron. You know what it's like, like no cell phone reception, just mm-hmm. out there. Even 2020, yep. there's no cell phone reception, no internet. My dad's family um, is from New Mexico, and he was one of 14 kids. So that's a very large family on that side as well. Both my mom and dad were in the Navy, so I was born in Hawaii, and we bounced around to like North Fork for a little bit, um, but I was raised mainly in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. But I, I have lived in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, and Albuquerque, New Mexico. I've also lived in Roswell, New Mexico, Gallup, New Mexico, Zuni, New Mexico, Navajo, New Mexico, and Gallup, New Mexico. Okay. That sounds like a lot of places, kind of kind of a, not a world traveler, but a, but a traveler in general. A world traveler of New Mexico. Same thing. (laughs) (laughs) What is your dish? I was thinking long and hard about this, and the dish I thought I would share is one that you loved growing up, and that is chitlins. And what are chitlins for the people listening? Um, So chitlins are pork intestines. That doesn't sound too appetizing when you say it, but I can promise you it's so delicious, crispy, fried, Tasty, tender. Well, you don't always, wait. You don't always have to fry chitlins. You but can you just should. have them boiled. But you should. You can just <laughs> you enjoy them tasty and boiled with a little bit of hot sauce. Mm. Who taught you how to make the dish, or why did you begin making it? I grew up loving chitlins, and I think because it was such a rarity. Like we got chitlins maybe three times a year. You got it for Thanksgiving, Christmas, and maybe Easter. So, so just the fact that you knew like it was a holiday and on that holiday you were going to get chitlins. It, it made you really excited for it. Um, and the taste is it, it, they melt in your mouth. They're, they're a little acidic from the vinegar. They're, they're a little spicy from the hot sauce. Just tasty. Yum. Um, <laughs> yeah. Um, so, so that was one of my favorite dishes growing up. And once again, because each time I ate it, I was around family. We were celebrating a holiday. And both, both my family in Philadelphia and in New Mexico eat chitlins and, and love it. So, so I just grew up loving it. Mm-hmm. And because you ate it during holidays and because it was such a special dish, do you have any particularly standout memories about eating it with your family or being super excited to go to this person's house and just enjoy? Or So in Philadelphia... I had my cousin Edna Logan, who would make chitlins on that side. So I knew 
Every holiday, if we were going down the Logans, we were guaranteed to get chitlins because my cousin Lola would make it. In Albuquerque, my aunt Zilly is the one who made chitlins. And aunt Zilly is actually the one who taught me how to make chitlins. Uncle Rob also made chitlins in Albuquerque, but it was aunt Zilly's. Because Uncle Rob would do like some weirdness. He would put like potatoes in there. (laughs) (laughs) And he'd be like, yeah, it's to get rid of the smell. But you can never get rid of the smell. Never. The smell of deliciousness. That's true. (laughs) Growing up, who prepared the food in your family? Restaurants. (laughs) Dead serious. Um, My mom was very busy. She worked a lot. So if we weren't staying with my grandma, then we ate out all the time. If we were with my grandma, she cooked everything. And we'd have a lot of like cabbage. I just remember cabbage. Fried cabbage, boiled cabbage, cabbage with hot dogs, cabbage with sausages, cabbage. (laughs) (laughs) Meat rolled in cabbage. (laughs) Just cabbage. Oh, oh, raw cabbage, coleslaw, just cabbage. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, it's a very versatile vegetable, honestly. It's super versatile. It's even more versatile than lettuce, in my opinion, because you can, you can only do like two things with lettuce. You have burgers. And you have a salad. That's true. But I mean, you can put shredded cabbage on tacos, especially like fish tacos. Yum. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I, I, uh, my grandma did a lot of like simple Southern cooking. Like we had a lot of cabbage, a lot of white potatoes, fried white potatoes that I still love. Um, she did a lot of like fried chicken on Sunday. But since I'm not a big chicken fan, that wasn't my favorite meal. A lot of cornbread, sweet potato pie, her corn pudding, rice pudding. And not too many people appreciate like a good cornbread or rice pudding, corn comma, bread comma, or rice pudding, because those puddings are delicious. I wholeheartedly agree with the bread and the rice. The corn pudding's a little off, but we're all entitled to our own flaws. Never, never a flaw. <laughs> anyway. Um, so, yeah. And she, she used to always make something called chow chow, which was um, unripened green tomatoes. And she would make kind of like a chutney with that and it was really good she would put them on um her black eyed peas but i'm not the hugest fan of black eyed peas unless they have chow chow did you used to have a hand in any of the cooking i know you said primarily you ate from restaurants but when grandma did cook no she wouldn't want kids in her kitchen that is so understandable yes (laughs) so so we could watch her if we wanted but it got pretty boring because if we came like close to her cooking bubble she'd be like get out so we really didn't cook with my grandma. We watch her make stuff, especially if she was doing like a pie. It would be easier for us to watch at a table. But if she was at the stove, no, we really didn't do much there. You've described the foods that you used to eat as a kid. How does that compare to now? Are you eating the same southern foods that you used to as a child? Are you still eating from restaurants primarily? I would say it's it's a mix of both. We've been in Bethel for, I feel like, a while. So it's been about 17 years. And we, we've had we've gone through phases. Like, there was a time when we ate out all the time. We would call, and they would be like, hey, Delilah, 620. Oh. <laughs> 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 I'm going to give her address there. But they were like, hey, okay, we'll be there right away. Like, <laughs> I would just put my order, like, I would say, can I get broccoli shrimp? And they'd be like, yeah, Delilah. <laughs> Shout out to Connie for always coming through. 
Yeah, you could. I mean, mean, I'm assuming I'm going to keep this in here. Shout out to you, Connie, if you're listening. So the the point is, we've gone through phases. I um when I was working a lot more, like working two jobs, I felt like we ate out a lot. But then that goes back to my mom. She was always working, always busy, and we ate out a lot. When I was only working one job, I felt like I cooked more. Who prepares the food in your household now? At this moment, mm-hmm. Tamron. That's what I thought. <laughs> Well, you, you kind of asked, do I eat the same food? So in a way, yes. When I came up here, I didn't even realize that AC would sell chitlins. They used to sell 20 and 10 pound buckets of chitlins. Virginia Williams um, put me onto it. Back then, she and James. And Virginia, if you're listening, like I miss your cooking. She and James would, would have dinners and they bring us over. And James was from Philadelphia too. So we kind of had that Philly connection. And one time we were over there and they had chitlins. That's when she put me on and she said they sell it in AC, but you have to ask them. I will also say, I don't know if I can just say AC because Swanson's will do it too. If you go and ask them for foods that you really enjoy, i.e. chitlins, oxtails, plantains, they will order it just to see how many other people in town will get it. I feel like we always get into the bros of Bethel during these talks, which I really enjoy, but that is such a pro of living here. It is so amazing to have such a community that, If you truly want something, it'll most likely happen for you. Now, it may not happen repeatedly if not enough people buy it, but it'll happen at least once. And I think that is so generous, loving, kind that people will go out of their way. Right. Now, now it's hard to sustain. So you can't get mad at Swanton's if they have something one week and then three weeks later they don't because not enough people are buying it. But, But I do think it's wonderful the fact that a lot of these businesses will say, you know, tell us what you want. We'll see if we can get it up here. Mm hmm. Side note also, for all you oxtail eaters, it's really hard. The way they sell the oxtails up here, like the bones are huge. They sell them in like those huge rings. If you talk to the butcher, they will use that little meat saw and cut it into quarters for you, which will make it much easier and faster to cook. Pro tip, life hacks with Delilah. I like that. (laughs) (laughs) Moving on. I I was going to say that chillins are, are pretty much like people are put off by it because they think it's such a difficult dish to make. But it's really not. Once The hardest part about chitlins is cleaning them. Like you've got to sit there and clean them maybe three, four times. Like just go over with like a knife and you're scraping out all that um, intestinal juice, we'll say. Um, the same way as you clean a lot of other meat. Um, I, I like to take a knife and scrape Scrape the inside, not scrape too hard to get the fat out, but you're really going to make sure you get all those intestinal juices out. Then you put them in another bucket of clean water. You let them sit. You let them soak. Scrape, scrape, clean. Another bucket of water. Sit, soak. Scrape, scrape, clean. Another bucket of water. Sit, soak, um, clean. But once you've cleaned them, once you've got really good clean chitlins, and you can kind of hold them up to the light and see like, ooh, these look transparent and delicious. Once your chitlins are at that point, pretty much all you're going to do after that is throw them into a big pot of water, add some vinegar, salt, pepper, onion. I I also throw in some hot sauce. As you should. Um, Some people put carrots, but don't don't do that. Um, Yeah, and you boil. Now, if you're going to do a regular on the stovetop, it's going to take you like six to eight hours to boil it. One way my cooking has changed, um, so pressure cooker. When I first came up here, 
16, 17 years ago, I would put them in the pressure cooker. So instead of eight hours of cooking, I could cook it in like an hour. I've never tried it in the Instapot, but I'm sure you can do it because it's pretty much a pressure cooker. So, so for all you people who think, oh, it's too long, it's too tedious, it's really hard to make chitlins, put it in your Instapot. That is a common thing I hear in Bethel. Everybody's always like, oh, it's so, so tedious cooking chillins. <laughs> <laughs> but um, other foods that, that I really enjoy that I was surprised were up here. So oxtails. Now, I, I cook it different than people up here because I, I kind of like slow cook simmer my oxtails. And then I'm putting like green pepper. I'm putting um, hot peppers if I have them. Once again, hot sauce. Lime juice, like if you marinate those oxtails in lime juice and water for like 24 hours beforehand, that meat just kind of breaks apart and gets tender. But um, yeah, so so I was surprised that, that oxtails are here because I grew up eating them. Um, once again, i shocked to find chitlins, the fact that they've had plantains up here. Yeah. But you're a pescatarian. Oh, well, so, okay, so that's different, too. I haven't cooked chitlins in quite some time because for the past 10 years, I've been a pescatarian. <laughs> Seven out of 10 years. <laughs> oh, so, I mean, that's my diet has changed. I eat tons of fish. So I grew up eating, like, salmon croquettes. We've made them here, like deep fried salmon cakes. Um, I love halibut if I can get my hands on it, but it, it's, once again, a coastal. coastal. Food. I can't really get that. But, I mean, I, I do. I'll eat salmon all day, every day. I'll eat it baked, I'll eat it fried, I'll eat it dried, I'll eat it canned, jarred, salmon. How do you think your cooking has affected your relationship with others that you care about around you? Um, I'm going to start with my family in New Mexico. I feel like I've created strong bonds with them because they let me into their kitchens. They taught me things from like chitlins to my Aunt Jean's um, banana pudding to my Aunt Tididi's delicious chocolate cake. So they taught me kind of secret recipes that have been passed down. Whereas my grandma in Philadelphia, she cooked a lot of delicious food for us, but she just felt like having kids in the kitchen was a hassle. So she didn't really share those recipes with us. Um, with you, I feel like when you were little, you were the best because anything that I would cook, you would eat. To be honest, to this day, you still taste the things I cook, mm -hmm. even if they're not good. Well, you'll still, you'll be like, this is interesting. <gasps> Stop. <laughs> Would you rather I be like, Ma, listen, there's too much garlic. I know you love garlic, but lay off. Oh my gosh. When I tried to make that broccoli shrimp at home, that was horrible. Like, ooh, that was bad. But I mean, I like garlic, though. If you can't see the garlic, you didn't put enough. All I could see was garlic. <laughs> So, so, yeah, when you were young, anything I made, you just, you just didn't know any better. You're just like, mm, yeah, I love it. And now you're at the point where you remember a lot of the things either I or mom used to make. And you're making those things. And then you're modifying it because you're using a lot more, like, worldly flavors. You'll, you, you made, like, that naan. Like, for me, I stick to what I know. I take recipes that have been handed down. Or I'm like, I'm going to make, like, the sweet potato pie but I might make it a sweet potato cheesecake pie but it's still gonna be a sweet potato pie whereas you'll be like I'm gonna make some sweet potato infused wafers with a drizzle of <laughs> who knows like the instapot is my best friend right now wait what your question wait um <laughs> so did I answer 
Yeah, you you said with your New Mexico family, you feel a little closer to them because they taught you how to make most of the recipes you know. Yeah, and you are just, you're, you're there. If you like it, you'll be like, this is delicious. If you don't, it's interesting. And what role do you think food plays overall in communities? Oh, my gosh. Um, so I've worked in schools for over 20 years, and I found that the biggest way people commune together the, the biggest way they they kind of bond and mesh is through food like you say we're having a potluck everybody's going to be there you know people are laughing they're like can I get this recipe or or how'd you do this or I never knew you could cook so I, I feel like food food brings people together it really does thank you so much for joining that's me the end <laughs> wow I, mean, I feel like that went really stuff. fast no it went fast thank you so much for being a part of the show and for taking the time to come thank you for having me this has been a bite out of Bethel thanks for listening let's eat <laughs>